Hey, 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 it's Wednesday, it's one o'clock, and that means it's chatting with chat time, and I am your host, Ginger Wade. I'm so glad to be here with you today. It is hot here in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. I don't know if it's hot where you are, but it is hot and humid. And then in within two days, it'll be like 20 degrees colder and raining. <laughs> so, yay, spring! <laughs> But hey, you know, Pennsylvania is good for variety. At least we don't get bored. So here we are enjoying our hot day. And those of you who are hot and have pools, I'm sure you are enjoying your swimming pools. And um, we are enjoying uh, getting trying to get rid of the infestation of um, lantern flies. They're everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that brings us up to date on the weather and what's going on. I just wanted to put out there... A big thank you to all of you who have either messaged me or approached me at conferences or at other places where you run into me and give me um, encouragement for doing this show. That has meant a lot to me. I really, really appreciate that. I know some of you just put things straight in there on your um, the comments feeds and I appreciate every single one of those things because sometimes I wonder if it's helpful and I've been hearing from so many people right now that it's helpful so that just really blesses me and that is the whole reason I'm here is to be helpful to you so I just want to put that out there and say thank you for your thank yous and you're welcome so today is Q&A day and we have a number of things to to cover some interesting things going on in the world of homeschooling right now. So I'm going to be answering your questions. First of all, I'm going to pop up our little homeschool law database website here, homeschoolpennsylvania.org. It is the time of year for affidavits and objectives and all those fun things. So that website is full of information documents to read, the law to read. There's lots of videos there that will help you along the way that Dee and I have recorded in the past. Chatting with Chap episodes, I encourage you to watch them. Go back through and binge on Chatting with Chap because there's so much information that we have shared with you um, over the course of our 127 episodes. That will be very useful to you. So one more time, I'll pop that website up and then I'll get into the questions. So uh, the first thing I wanted to mention was that CHAP is always looking for volunteers. So what made the conferences so awesome this year? Well, you guys showing up, of course, made it awesome, but also our volunteers because it's the only, the only way. You know, more hands make things possible. So if you thought something was lacking at a conference or we could have covered something a little better, volunteer and make it happen because really that's the only way we can cover all of our bases. So I thank you. If you have volunteered recently or in the past, couldn't have done it without you. We're so glad to have you. Message us here if you're interested in volunteering. Or you can message us on our contact form on chaponline.com. Or you can even just um, email staff at chaponline.com and we would love to talk to you. If you're interested in continuing to support CHAP and what we're doing, we have these two conferences. We do support you all year long doing these videos and other conferences that we want to get together. Uh, you can also donate. If you don't have time to volunteer, because uh, your workload is crazy, because I totally get it, uh, you can donate to us. You can mail it to us at 231 North Chestnut Street, Palmyra, Pennsylvania, or you can donate online on chaponline.com, and we're very thankful to all of you who support us that way. We couldn't do it without you, honestly, and totally seriously. 
Okay, so moving on. So HB 1041, we had a post on our page about that a week or so ago. Uh, it's about making some changes. Homeschool law has for a long time allowed um, homeschoolers, public school law, to go into the public school to take classes. Now, there are some public schools who do not allow you to come in and take some of those classes because they say it's connected to an academic class. So the way the law is now, it says we can participate in extracurriculars, which would, you know, would be like musical or sports or band. But there have been some school districts that have said that you can't take band because it's tied to some other academic class in the school, so therefore you're not available to do it. Something like that. So the bill that's come out, is uh, it's HB 1041, and it addresses that issue, saying that, yes, homeschoolers can go in and do those classes. You cannot deny them if they want to come in and be part of it. So we had someone ask on that post specifically about uh, kids who want to do Votech. And apparently they can do Votech right now, but they have to pay for it. They have to pay a tuition where if you are a public school student, you get to do it for free. Some school districts won't even let you do it at all unless you register as a public school student and then uh, graduate or, or take classes as a public school student. And some families don't want to do that. So this particular bill, someone had asked about, will they still have to pay? Will a Votech student still have to pay? Um to go to Votech because that's what they're doing right now. Well, what, from what I understand, I've, I've talked with some folks at HSLDA, uh, from what I understand from, from what they think of the law, that Votech students um, should not need to pay to go to Votech, especially the way this 1041 is worded. Uh, it would consider homeschool student to be the same as a public school student, and therefore they would both get to go for free. So um, if something like that comes up, please do not hesitate to contact us or connect with HSLDA. Uh, if HB 1041 passes, it, I would think at this point that your tech student would not need to pay a tuition fee. So that was question number one. Question number two is about testing. It is testing time for third, fifth, and eighth graders. I've talked about this a few times recently. Just wanted to remind you that... Um, if your child is in third, fifth, or eighth grade, they do need to have testing this year. And, and keep in mind, you do not need to test at a third, fifth, or eighth grade level. If your child has advanced or is struggling, you can do any grade testing. The law does not specify that when third grade age, you need to take a third grade test. We don't actually have grades in the homeschool law. So it is up to you to choose what level your child uh, tests at. I did, the question in particular though was about kids who struggle learning uh, with learning challenges, ADHD, reading challenges, types like that. What do we do with testing in those situations? Uh, the biggest thing that, that I have found, I've talked to a lot of folks about this, they do the cat untimed. That means you can take as much time to do it as you need. You, you do a portion, you save it, you come back. I had a friend who actually bought the paper version and blew it up big so there was a lot of white space because her son couldn't handle a lot of words on a sheet. It would overwhelm him. So they blew it up so there was a whole lot of white space. He could read the problem then and solve it 
on the paper. And actually later, his aunt, who was his proctor, because it can't be the mom or the supervisor, uh, she is the one who actually filled his answers on the bubble sheet for him because he couldn't handle doing the bubble sheet. That was stressful to him too. So he would work out, he knew the information. He could work it out on the sheet of paper, but his aunt, his proctor, transferred the information onto the bubble sheet for him, which honestly, do you have to know how to fill out a bubble sheet to succeed in life? No. So if that is the problem, just filling in the bubbles, have your child answer the problems and then have the proctor fill in the bubble sheet for you. That's a great option, right? Uh, also, um, I said, mentioned before, don't test at grade level. Another thing I want to um, suggest to you is that you do a search, a Google search, whatever you use, start page, whatever, and search on IEP test taking accommodations. That's IEP test taking accommodations. That should bring up two sites in particular, adayinourshoes.com and attitudemag.com should bring up two articles from those websites and they will give you a list of possible accommodations for your child with learning challenges. So there are accommodations out there for those of you who need to do testing in your child's struggles. Uh, so you can check those things out. And really the biggest thing that I've heard is using the untimed cat, C-A-T, is what has been the best. So hopefully that helps you out. Uh, let us know if you have any other questions about that. So moving on, I have a really cool opportunity for someone. We got an email. This is super awesome. We got an email at chat from a family in Holland who is looking for pen pals. Okay, so they are looking for, I'm going to read what they wrote in their email. It's uh, They're looking for an American family to interact with. They want to write an email with you. They'd like to pray together. They'd like to share experiences with each other. So it's like this cross-cultural opportunity. So if you are a homeschool family out there and you would like to get connected with this family in Holland to be their pen pal, just write in here, comment here on the show. You could message us here on Facebook. You could do our um, contact form and send us a message off at chaponline.com because this is a great, great opportunity. So if you message me, I will get your information to them and then you can, I don't want to put their email right out here on, on the live Facebook. So um, what a cool opportunity for you to connect with someone in a different country. I just think it's awesome. Okay, moving on. So. I've had a lot of questions about how to become an evaluator. There is, I don't know if there's a shortage of evaluators. I would say there probably is. I know a lot of evaluators doing a ridiculous amount of evaluations right now. And a lot of people are asking how to be an evaluator. We do have videos on this. So if you would go back and look through chatting with chap stuff and um, we have a video, I don't have the number in my head, but for some reason, Facebook lists them all as untitled anyway, which is annoying, but it's D and me and Christy. So there's three of us and we're outside doing that video if you're scrolling through and looking. But first of all, your evaluator, if you want to be an evaluator, you need to be a licensed clinical psychologist, a school psychologist, a Pennsylvania certified teacher with two years grading experience at either elementary or secondary, or a non-public school teacher or administrator with two years teaching experience within the last 10 years at any level they evaluate, which would be secondary or elementary, or a person with other qualifications, such as me. Because I have homeschooled for a bunch of years, both at secondary and at high school, 
I would say you could write a letter asking the superintendent if I could be your evaluator because, look, she's homeschooled all these kids for this many years and blah, blah, blah. And then the superintendent could say, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Those are the people who can be an evaluator. So if you're looking to be an evaluator, if you have a PA certificate and you want to know how to get started, you pretty much just put yourself out there and you welcome people into your home and you get started. Then you have a little home education evaluation sheet. Very, very basic. I want to say to you who want to be evaluators, this is important. Your job is to check for compliance to the law, not to check for quality of work. So if you're becoming an evaluator, don't do it because you want to make sure that homeschoolers are learning enough. Do it because you want to make sure that they're complying with the law and encouraging them along. Okay, so uh, very on your evaluator letter, it just would list, I interviewed the student, I reviewed their portfolio, they did get 180 days in, they, they're covering all the subjects, they did have progress, you know, I checked the samples, um, and they did their testing if they needed to. And uh, you would write the student, the age, the supervisor, and the school year at the top with your evaluator name at the tippy top. And if you're, unless you are certified as a, a PA um, teacher, you don't need to put a degree or anything behind it. Uh, my, my friend who does have a certification, she puts her PPID beside her name. Uh, and that's it. She doesn't give any degrees or anything else or other things. That's all you would need to put down on your evaluator letter. So if you're looking to become an evaluator, uh, that's what you do. You can check out, um, oh, where's my note here? It is Becoming an Evaluator in PA on Facebook is a great group for getting information. And there's, there's lots of, I have the documentation printed out from there, but they have documentation on how to become an evaluator and what, what your job is as an evaluator. That's important to read. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of what it is. You're going to want to check out our evaluator chat with chat episodes. I think it was like 18 and 19 or seven, 118 where I had a bunch of evaluators on with me and we talked about stuff. They explained really well what an evaluator does. So that would be good to know if you're thinking of becoming an evaluator. Okay. Uh, we're going to be wrapping it up here. I wanted to pop up homeschoolpennsylvania.org again. It is that time of year to be doing, uh, letters, evaluation letters, and affidavits, and objectives, and all that information is out there in Homeschool PA for you. There are videos that explain everything for you on there. Um, I always get questions about compulsory age because it's really kooky. I'm telling you, episode 89 of Chat with Chap explains it very thoroughly. It's just me by myself. There's a green wall behind me. because, And the reason I'm describing it is because for some reason, Facebook is not showing our titles. It's really annoying. So um, if you scroll through and you find one of me just by myself, my hair is pulled back, and the green wall behind me, that is the compulsory age episode. You're going to want to check it out. It explains it very thoroughly and kind of puts the ball in your court as to decide what you're going to do. So um, that's where we're at with the time of year. HomeschoolPennsylvania.org has got the info for you out there. Um, oh, I, we did have another question about PA certified folks who are evaluating. And what if they choose to put their, their certificate on involuntary inactivity? Can they still evaluate? Yes. Yes. Yes, you can. Because the certificate does not actually need to be up to date. I know teachers need to, by law, need to do things like um, continuing education type stuff. 
Uh, and that is not required to be a homeschool evaluator. So if they put they put their thing on uh, inactivity, it's okay. It's okay to still evaluate. So the last thing I just wanted to share with you about what CHAP is, some folks were asking. Uh, we do year-round support for homeschooling through these videos, online resources, online magazine, conferences that we have throughout the year. We just finished our two big ones here a few weeks ago. Uh, we are hoping to get together a Learning Differences Conference this year, but um, again, volunteer help with that would be tremendous. Uh, I love getting that conference together because I know there's so many of you out there who need that support. We are also a legislative watchdog. We have a guy who has read, oh, so many bills, so, so, so many bills. Stuff is up there right now, and he's reading it and making sure that we're aware of things that, so that we can tell you if we need to contact our legislators. You can always be contacting your legislators and telling them how you're feeling about stuff. Um, we connect homeschool um, homeschoolers together on Facebook and through events. One thing I want to share with you that you can tell others is what we're not. We're not a school. We're not a co-op. Um, we're not that sort of small, intricate. We don't, right now, we don't organize field trips. We have done that in the past. If you would like to be an organizer of field trips for groups across the state, you can contact us about that. We would love to have an organizer to do that sort of thing. Uh, but it always needs a champion. It needs someone to do it. So, uh, just so you know, you can share that with folks. We are here for you daily throughout the whole homeschool year. No matter what your question is, you can ask it here. Uh, and you can ask it if you're listening on our podcast on Spotify. You can go to chaponline.com and use our contact form to ask your questions that way. If you're not connected with us through Facebook Messenger, um, but again, I want to thank everybody who has encouraged me on doing the show. It's been a, that's a real boost uh, for me to continue working hard on these and supplying you with the information you need. Again, you can ask questions here on Facebook or through the contact form. I will try and do an episode once every month. I think I've done once every month now since March, so that's great. Trying to address your questions and encourage you along your journey. So um, hopefully this is helpful to you, and I hope you're wrapping up your school year well, getting that evaluation done, and looking forward to some chill time. All right, have a great week, everybody. It's been good being with you today. See you later. Bye.